celebrating a Cyclone victory over TCU tonight here on the Williams and Bloom Sunday night podcast, which we've still got to find a name for. We're not in quarantine anymore. The clones are playing football. Regardless, it is presented as always by our friends at Mechdyne and the Mechdyne Corporation. You can check them out at mechdyne.com, a phenomenal company which is located in Marshalltown. Gotten to know these guys very well who run the show up there. They're phenomenal cyclones. They are, are diehard cyclones. Let me tell you that. I can promise you that. And they've created this worldwide company straight with their engineering degrees at Iowa State University. A cool thing they're doing right now is e-learning support. Are you a teacher? Um, do you Maybe you're an IT professional. Perhaps you just have a child who is learning from home. I know I'm in that boat, trying to figure stuff out all the time. Don't let technology issues stop teachers from teaching or students from learning. You can go to mechdyne.com and click on the button. It's right there on the front page. It says learn more next to new e-learning support. What they're doing is basically um, they're helping they're helping folks. They're helping people. Uh, they're helping school districts. You need to share this information with your school district right now. If you feel like maybe your school district is completely overwhelmed by all of this, man, um, what a great service from MechDyne and MechDyne.com. Check it out today, and uh, yeah, they can help you guys out. This is uh, this is crazy times, crazy times, and MechDyne is here to help. All right. Um, also, before we bring Bloom in, tonight's podcast is brought to you by this week's Cyclone Fanatic Super Patron of the Week, and it's Mitch Klein. Mitch grew up in central Iowa. He was a big Cyclone fan, and he met his wife, Kelsey, at Iowa State. It was just some basketball game their freshman year. I hope the Cyclones won. And in the end, collectively, they spent 15 years at Iowa State earning four degrees. That's impressive. My wife and I have three degrees. Obviously, she's the smart one with two. You guys got us beat with four. That's awesome. They now live outside of Indianapolis. But these guys actually schedule vacations around the holiday basketball tournament every year. That's fantastic. Uh, I saw it was a picture of them at the Bahamas on uh, their their shout-out on our Facebook and Twitter pages this week. Congratulations to Mitch and Kelsey, who welcomed their son Collins into the world in April. And you can be assured he is already a Cyclone fan. Mitch Klein is our Cyclone fanatic, super-duper patron of the week. All right, let's get after it. The Williams and Bloom Sunday Night Podcast starts now. All right, here we are. Clones are 1-0. First place in the Big 12 Conference, baby. Got, it feels good. Feels good. That's happened one time in the last 18 years. 2015? Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Alex Gookin on Twitter for that stat. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing. All the success, the uh, 1-0 stuff. I, tell you, I, I like it a lot. I tell you what, Bloom, the uh, Cody Rhodes straight bourbon whiskey tastes good here on a Sunday night. This is my this is my first victory beverage. Shut up. I haven't had a chance to have a beverage Now, yet. you guys weren't, um, you know, I know that you had a driver. Uh-huh. Shout out to Mr. Andrews yep. for the yep. transportation. But you guys weren't, you know, popping some cold, cold beers. You know, pop a little of that uh, TX whiskey. We well, were down in Fort Worth. None of that on well, the way. Fine idea. We did not. We literally got in the car, um, stopped at a Raising Cane's. Shout out to the Cane Sauce. Raising. That's an interesting choice in Texas because isn't that Louisiana? Uh, it's, it's the chicken strip place. Yes. I don't know. It's fine. Know. It was right yes. on the exit. We, oh, I'm thinking then, of Popeyes. Yeah, you're thinking of Popeyes. Sorry. Raising Cane's. They Excuse actually me. have a, it, a very, very nicely done. Love that chicken from Popeyes. <laughs> and uh, on the road. We had no 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 time to stop for a 12-er. Although we would have sampled if if we could have, but we did not. So this is that taste. Cody Road hitting the spot. You want some more? I will need some more. Here. Hold on, and I'm going to pour it right into the microphone. Get that sound effect. Oh. <laughs> Mississippi that, River Distilling Company. That's really good. I, uh, I've i noticed on the Twitter now, and you're, you're too busy working on these road game weekends, but the Iowish cream is a big hit with the coffee 
in the mornings. Oh, I need to. Yeah. Game days. Next, next, maybe next Sunday morning after Iowa State's two and zero. Yeah, clones are going to be uh, sole uh, members of first place because I think TCU is a hell of a football team. They're going to beat Texas next week. You know what's funny? That was a takeaway I had from watching them in person. That's a really good football team. I I, I make the note here, Bloom, in our show prep that my favorite uh, against the spread play next week is TCU getting plus 13 against Texas. Yeah, sign me up. They uh, now... Duggan still has a propensity, I think, to turn the ball over. Yeah, but he's way better than that other guy. He is way better than that other guy. And that defense, I know Iowa State exposed some things for them. Dude. But they are really, really good, which makes me feel even better about what Iowa State did. It is currently 9.29 in the p.m. on Sunday, September 27th. I've watched Iowa State's offensive possessions three times. (laughs) You're, You're a crazy person. I, I think I think Tom Manning called a hell of a game. I honestly like I, I think that like when thank you, you for saying that look at like setups and that now the first quarter I wanted to punch a hole in the wall, but after that like I mean what he did and I I think that you have to give credit to the offensive line uh, being down a couple guys and playing the way that they did. Brees Hall is phenomenal. I wrote I don't know if you read my column. I did. I, 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 think I really I read that in Emporia, Kansas. Oh, there you go. Back, yeah. I really think that Brees might be further ahead of where David was at this point in his career. They're hmm. different style yeah. runners. I can explain that, and I will. Okay. Because it, it has to do with my Brock Purdy take, too. Okay. Which we'll get to. But, like, some of the stuff that he was doing with the tight ends, I'm talking about Manning, Manning yeah. in the running game, yeah. was very NFL-esque. Like, it was very, like... Uh, low key player of the game was Dylan Saner. Oh, he's everywhere. Yeah, and low he's okay. key player of the game. So I don't know if this it showed up on TV. I don't think it probably did. But Saner had to have a lot of help getting off the field uh, at the end of the game. What was he dehydrated? So well, we don't we didn't we didn't know at the time. But final so that final crazy sequence happens. Iowa State comes on the field and celebrate, and then Saner basically falls down on the field. Um, and was down on the field for like five minutes and got up and couldn't walk. But what was he, wrong? He was cramping everywhere. Uh, it was like, hot. Though. Oh, it was so hot there. Yeah. It was very hot. Yeah. But that guy, the point is, and he's going to be fine, but uh guy played a whole bunch of snaps, not only offense, but special teams. He is so versatile, and he is just a humongous person that the, the ability of Iowa State's offense gets a lot better because he can do so many different things. He, man, he was awesome yesterday. He was really good. He's a really you, good player. You know how much us Williams men, shout out <laughs> to Papa Mike, we love the tight ends. We're huge tight end guys. Yes, yes. And uh, I, I love that um, Chase Allen was quiet, but when he was in there, he was a monster. I actually had to text somebody last night and go, did Chase Allen play? Yeah, and then I, you know, when I watched the tape a second, he was, sec, oh, he was, he was absolutely in there. In yep. there. Uh, it was great to get Kohler back. Yep, uh, the Simmons kid in the middle is a freak. I think he could be a really, really good player, really super nice piece. Uh, I don't know, Bloom. You were there, and I, I want to let you because I've I've had a chance on reaction, and I'm in my column. You know, my great takeaway from this one was that was. Um, if a 10 is a perfect game for this team, I think that was a five or a six maybe. And that leaves me yeah, very encouraged. A, yeah, I mean. Going into the rest of the season. Fair point. So I will say just on a general scope of the Campbell era, that was a top five-ish most satisfying win. Wow. For really? Me. Interesting. That's a because it it's just a big statement. No, but I like it, it, so I get it. it was a, an important game and a lot of emphasis put on it. And Iowa State answered the bell every single time. It was, was TCU cool. better than you thought they yes. would be? They were they were way better than I thought they would. That be. is a very good football team. I mean, you, I started to hear some stuff. You know, you you talked to some other people before the game, and there's there was some confidence about what they had, and then you see. They're D-line linebacker secondary, and there's a bunch of NFL guys in that group. And the, the fact that Iowa State 
controlled the line of scrimmage on both sides. It that's why it's satisfying for me. They had I was obviously had some breakdowns on the defensive back end with some blown coverages. Everybody could see that, which I, which is needs to be addressed. But just from all the way offense, defense, special teams was so much better. I I think this Iowa State team is is very capable, and to beat a TCU team that, will, in my opinion, will finish in the top four mm. of the Big Twelve, this win will look a lot better. I agree. I told and, my dad and, the and, same I mean, thing this, today. Yeah, you can tell when you're in person. You know what what type of talent these teams have. This is a this is a good TCU team. It, it really is. The speed was all over the place, and Iowa State um, was the physical, more physical football team, and that's great. And I, I I'm really excited for this game Saturday against Oklahoma. Obviously, Iowa State's still an underdog, but I think Iowa State can be right there. I just thought... Larger underdog than I thought they would be, too. Yeah, but, see... But go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I, I, was, I, I assume because it's Oklahoma, it'd be close to 10. And what is it, 8? Eight? 8.5? Well, it opened at 10.5. Uh, see, I saw 8.5. Okay, well, the open I saw, whatever. But anyway, we're, we're splitting so, yeah, 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 really. Now, I, I, um, I subscribe to a couple of Vegas services... And prior to Saturday, it would have been about a 14-point open. Okay. So now you're looking, you know, Iowa State closed the gap. Vegas loves Iowa State. Yeah. Power ratings yeah. and all that stuff. I mean, but they really love Oklahoma, too. Lincoln Riley has earned that. But they, even after the Louisiana loss, Vegas really didn't nudge much. On its affection for Iowa State, yep. to me, Brent, that starts in the middle with but, the defensive line and your quarterback. And that's what we said before the season started, and it came to fruition again on Saturday. Iowa State's defensive line is good enough to be in every single game this year. The first three quarters of that game, until I think everybody got worn out in the fourth quarter, and you saw a lot of mistakes all over the place. But the first three quarters, the Iowa State defensive line completely dominated that football game against a upper-level Power 5 TCU team. That is an awesome sign. Just, I mean, Chris, it was it was watching a 3A team against a 1A team. I mean, Jaquan Bailey and Will McDonald just completely... Bankston? And Bankston. Lee? I mean, you could go... It, it was a complete one-sided domination. The TCU center had started 12 games last year, Bankson and Joshua Bailey treated him like he was a, a, a first-timer out there. It was phenomenal to watch. They had to double Jaquan. They had to double Will McDonald. Like, this was as dominant of Iowa State defensive line performance, really, since the Jason Berryman Bowl game. <laughs> TCU, I mean, so you it's have funny. to go all the way back I, to that. It I'm was sure, complete were, domination. I know you were on the air, but I, um, I led my halftime show with Brett Meyer. Did you? With I go, dude, that reminded me of Jason Berryman versus he, TCU. Both had three and a half sacks in the yep. first half. It was so cool because Jaquan owned his guy. Will McDonald was right there all the time, too. I mean, this is a special, special defensive line. And when you have a great defensive line, you can really control football games. And Iowa State did. Now, again, wore down. It was so hot there. I mean, it was 90 degrees. and I don't... Okay. I, now, I think that, that had part of it. And then, obviously, the, the secondary back-end mistakes amplified yeah, the situation. I'm glad you brought that up because um, I don't necessarily know if they wore down or... One, like... Listen, like, it was pretty obvious um, that the Browning... What was his... Downing. Downing uh, was, you know, 11 for 21. He was really struggling there at the end of the first half. Had he stayed in the game, Iowa State would have won by three touchdowns. I agree with that, too. They had to make a move of some capacity. I didn't know if it would be that Juco. I didn't know the capacity. I I didn't know how real Duggan... Duggan Same. Nobody did. Yeah. I'm not even sure they did until they got in there. They made a good move. And Iowa State, you know... They had to adjust on the fly, and I think that TCU, like, so when you go back and watch the tape, you're going to see a couple of our guys, like, really confused. Sure. And this was kind of my takeaway from it. Like, um, one, I was just, like, I was thrilled that Iowa State beat a really good team on the road. In my opinion, played a five or a six. Like, I think they can get that much better. Execution standpoint. Yep. And I, I don't think anybody can take offense to that. Like, I think they can play a lot better, and I think that they know that. 
here's what you can't do. You can't um, snap your fingers and create a Jaquan Bailey or a Will McDonald or an Isaiah Lee overnight. Yep. What you can do is you can get Gary Vaughn in the Aaron film Horn, room right. and Aaron Horn and yep. all those guys, and you can get them to a spot where if they see a, um, a savvy kid like Max Duggan makes a move at the line of scrimmage so they're not so freaking confused the next time. And you know that's coming with Lincoln Riley. Right, even though this Rattler kid was rattled by um, Kansas State at, at many points in that football game. Um, by the way, dude, I'm I have a serious problem. Well, we knew that. I was up watching Big Twelve football games till like two o'clock in the morning. See, I haven't seen anything of Oklahoma K State. So I tried to go to bed at like midnight, and everybody else was asleep. And then uh, I was just like, "Well, screw it. Now I'm gonna watch the Oklahoma game." I stayed up watching Kansas and Baylor. <laughs> Which still was a nothing burger. Yeah, Kansas sucks, man. Like, they're <laughs> really <went> bad. <laughs> we tried to listen to it. We were like, what? And we, again, we're in the middle of southern Oklahoma. We're like, we can't even. This is so boring. This is, we can't How was the ride back? Could you imagine if the clones had no. lost? No. How that would have been? The, the wind cut off four hours at least, I swear. Um, There's nothing happening in the middle of the night in Kansas. Oh. <sighs> Dude, I remember you and I made a drive back from Manhattan. That was a piece one of year. compared to this. But that seemed like a real pain. Yeah. That well, was, oh. I'm pretty sure we stopped in uh, Emporia, Kansas at like Emporia State, D2, yeah. Miak. Interesting place. I'm pretty sure if I wanted, I could have got a illegal substance from the, the oh, helper. I thought you were going to. Go yeah. down like no, no, path. no. Maybe that too. I mean, he probably could have. I mean, this this guy was asking me a whole lot of questions. I was trying to be my best. Hey, uh, big gulps, huh? <laughs> so <laughs> All right. I swear to God, this. Well, this so this. See you later. Story. So there's five of us in this vehicle, and overly chatty individual. And he goes, "So you guys got a game around here somewhere?" <laughs> Because you're all wearing we're, your Iowa yeah, State Yeah, Iowa State because we just came for the he's like He's like, so who, what, what sport? We're like, football. He's like, so how do we do today? I'm like, well, we won. He's like, good for you guys. Like, he was he was all of our best friend. What? Hey, guys. <laughs> oh, big golf, son. Yeah. All right. Well, see, see you later. later. <laughs> <laughs> That's Bloom in Emporia, Kansas. Uh, at midnight. Coming yeah. out of the uh, quick stop, and, the, and there were some people in the parking lot. They're like, "This is—they're not up to any good." Uh, and then Walters is just rolling his eyes subtly in the background. What did Heft do? Because Heft, like, he likes to have a cigar. Heft, you know, like hey, he's so chill. I give the guy—he's the most chill individual I've ever been around. Heft had more energy at four in the morning than anybody I've ever met. And he's probably telling you like really like great wisdom. Like you're like, oh, oh yeah, you're this, right, Heft. The you Wayne, nailed it. The Wayne Morgan story is at two in the morning. I mean, priceless. Oh, man. Priceless. That actually made the... I actually prefer Wayne Morgan stories in the middle of the day. Like, I'm <laughs> fine with them then. The trip was enjoyable for that for that reason and that reason. It's just the Walters and Heft stories. And Grummer. Well, Grum- Jeff oh, Grummer, Grummer way, was with you? He was probably the <sighs> nicest person in Iowa. That guy. He does the Matt Campbell show. What'd you guys do a little uh, Razoos Friday night? We did it on the patio. Oh, the patio? The patio was open, yeah. Nice. Yeah. It was great. Uh, did you stay at the uh, the one place right across from the cowboy hat shop? Yes, sir. I love that yep. shop. Uh, people, Fort Worth's a great road trip. Great road trip. Yep, the old, the old uh, Renaissance Hotel. One of the great regrets of my career last year, I got had I had more of a heads up. Walters got sick. Um, it was TCU basketball. It was right after we lost to Florida A and M. Yeah. Or whoever, yeah, whatever yeah, that yeah, team yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walters gets sick. They called me that morning. They're like, okay, flight's leaving in like three hours. I'm like, okay. Uh, you called me because you yep. couldn't go. Yep. Like, I didn't I'm, I'm the C team. Let's no, be honest. No, I I'm did, not, no, I did. And Little guy, newborn. Anyways, had I known earlier that the Armed <laughs> Forces Bowl <laughs> was happening in Fort Worth the morning Same before. Time. Yeah, it was like Tulane and... I don't know. Uh, Southern Mississippi, I believe. Man, One Arbor. of the great regrets of my career was not attending that Armed Forces Bowl. Because the, the TCU basketball arena is right next yeah, to the... Yeah, it's literally right like there. within walking distance. Because um, you know how big of a college football junkie you, I am. Yeah. Like, that would have been great for me. I will say, 
uh, first class to TCU people. Yeah. There's some places we go that are, yeah, are less than first class. I like TCU a lot. <laughs> Iowa City. This was a <laughs> this was a great experience. Rank real quick before we uh, before we get back to football. Your your because um, I, I I would put TCU at the top too. I like West Virginia a lot. They're really good people. Good over people there. there. Yep. Um, who are your favorites? Oh man, the, really everybody in the conference is K State treats you real good. They do. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think there's not too many negatives. I think Oklahoma State's now, always nice. So I, I look at it from oftentimes a kind of a broadcast setup too. Yeah. You know, about absolutely. booth and like do they have like a tech guy there who can help? It's complete and TCU had a guy that was basically there just to help us out. So like, hey, what do you need? What's do they have a, a nice press box? It's super nice. The, yeah. the location though is in the corner, which makes Yeah. Um, a little depth, depth perception. perception a little de- um, but no, it's. I'm trying to think. There's not too many. West Virginia's booth isn't very nice, uh, but good people. I mean, there's. It's. It. The. That's the great part about what I get to do is just. And you've been to all the places now too. Is the the variety of personalities in the conference. Wow, I'm telling you, man. I wish I would have done this years ago. But just start taking notes. Yeah. And we can do a book, book. someday. Oh, or, it, you know what I mean? Like I. I wish I would have known, you know, because I, I had a whipper and I were doing this the other day. Like, how many years have we all been doing this? So this is my 16th year on the beat. Yeah, geez, yeah. And 11th on reaction. This is you started doing reaction like three years before I did. Before they moved you over to engineer. Um, so take like yeah, that's a good point. Very good and old. But here's the thing about Iowa State, though. There's no great, like, source of history other than Cyclones.com. Now, like, the encyclopedia. Yeah, so Cyclones like, TV has done a lot of great, like, documentaries, documentaries. and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. I will say. You should really I, take notes on all these. I, I think, though, for fans, make it a point to try and get to every other yeah. road, either a basketball game or a football game, because then you have a greater appreciation of watching everybody else in the conference. It's one thing for them when they come to Ames. It's yes. another to go because these towns are all unique in their own right too. Like Fort Worth is a city. Fort you know, Worth where, is awesome. Where Stillwater is more like Ames, so you get a different flavor of where these, you know, the, the Morgantown changes. feels like it's in a different country. It does, yeah. yeah but I love it. It's like, but they're good, super good people. Like it's, I think that that would add to your fan experience if you've been to all these places. And it's tough to get to Lubbock, and it's tough to get to Morgantown. Lubbock's my one that I haven't been to. Still haven't. Still haven't oh, been to Lubbock, buddy boy. <laughs> Still haven't been there. Well, but yeah, so it was good. It, all in all, it was quick, um, but long. Well, I'm glad you guys time. got back safe. I wanted yeah. to point out uh, last thing here on the pod before we get back to the football. Like that, that's impressive. You're a better man than me. You were in like Southern Oklahoma last night and I was texting you (laughs) a picture of my three TV setup, drinking fine bourbon. Yeah. And I I had a desk set up. I was writing. You were working. I was working. Yeah. Um, But real commitment by you guys on the network to drive to Fort Worth and back within like 72 hours. That's brutal. That is an absolute atrocious situation, but you have to do it, and I get it. I totally understand it in the COVID world we live in. Like, I'm not criticizing anyone, but I think that – I don't think a lot of fans probably realize the commitment that you guys have to it, so kudos to you. No, It was a great call. Of course, we had it on here. We turned down the TV, and we listened to the broadcast. I'm glad we were there, and it's nothing like the – you know, the nurses that are doing 48 hour shifts or anything like that, like all in perspective, um, not no something doubt. I would want to do every weekend, but it, I am so glad I went because that felt during the game is the most normal I felt throughout this whole Good. COVID thing, because I, I can't tell you enough. And, and Saturday's going to be great for this reason. Even some fans there makes a world of difference. And, and you experienced that Saturday. Exactly. And I mean, you it, could notice it. Yeah, I mean, you just you do. I mean, they they yeah. there was probably eight to ten thousand people there. It wasn't a huge number, but during the game, you while there weren't a lot of people there, it still felt it finally felt like some normal football game. It just it just did, and 
Iowa State played well, which which helped the cause. But it it, it felt like two teams, like it was back pre-COVID because you weren't dealing with any of the other stuff. Sure, we had masks on in the booth and everything, but it wasn't um, it wasn't like Louisiana where it just felt like this cavernous hole. So, like, just a painted picture for our audience, does Walters physically have a mask on while he's on the call? No, so fair fair point. No. What, we all got tested Friday before we left. Okay. So we were all negative. Well, con- congratulations. That's another success story. Um <laughs> No, when we're when we're on the air, we will take the masks off. However, anywhere around the team or in the stadium, everybody else has had masks on. And the interesting part is they would not let anybody in the stadium without a temperature check down in wow. TCU. So Man. it's it's weird. Like you get used what to it. What if you just quick. run a high temp? What well, if, that's what, what Ben Ben's like. I walked so Bruns was like. Well, if, I I just walked. I did a workout and then I walked from my hotel. Like I'm glad I wasn't pushing ninety. You know. Yeah. What if you I don't just know. run like ninety nine? I don't know. I don't know if they kick you out or what. But luckily we were all good. It was, so there's parts of it that are still not normal. But during like the game, certain felt, women like yeah, hey, if they're like at? on their period, <laughs> they will run that. Like you, you just can't more go in. I don't know. Sorry, I dude. don't know. I don't know. What this the, is what the threshold is. This is what a couple of in vitro babies will do to you. You just know way <laughs> too much. <laughs> you, I, 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 hey, I learned something today. Thank you. No, they do. Like, cause you, you sit there and you wait, and you just hope that your wife's temperature goes up, cause then maybe she's pregnant. Like, it's. A, I it's see a, what you're saying. It's a real thing. Anyways, but um, it was uh, it totally felt, off topic. It there. felt good. It felt like a, good. a normal college football day. Uh, just to have the full slate of schedule too, I, I'm really excited for Saturday against Oklahoma because I think I am too, man. For those people who are there, but it's a big time game. Let's uh, let's get to that. But before we do, I want to thank our friends at the Franklin Barbershop, and that I gotta get there, dude. I I told you last week I need to get these sides trimmed. Yeah, yeah. I still have. I got the I Brillo pad thing going on. I think it's time. Yeah, I haven't. So I haven't. Taking the razor to my head for probably four weeks now, three, four weeks. So now I need to get the sides trimmed. And, and I'm growing the beard. I told you I'm not growing a beard until the clones cut down the net in March Madness. Okay. And I, I can't wait to see what that looks like. In I got to get over to our friends at the Franklin Barbershop. You can go to franklinbarbershop.com with the sweet setup where you can just. Hook it up online. Man, yeah. I'm, I'm going to do that in the next couple of days. I'll take some pictures and post it on social media, all that stuff. Now, Bloom, you go to the guy with the mullet? He shaved it. What? Yeah. He's getting married. Wife said, no more mullet, Ryan. What I understand. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I told him, man, you're sacrificing things way too early in the marriage, as, as my friend Chris Williams likes to say. Oh, under-promise yeah. no and over-deliver? No doubt about that. Yeah. It, at the start of the marriage... Do the bare minimum. Yeah, bare minimum. Because if you do, you, you set the. If you set the bar too high, then that's the expectation the for the that's next the, thirty years. Mm-hmm. It's a really good advice. <laughs> it's phenomenal advice. Uh, so there, there you go. Uh, Franklin Barbershop. They're great. They're great Cyclone fans. Uh, big fans of Cyclone Fanatic, and we appreciate them. I also want to give a shout out to our guy Jeff Wood. Now, now I made a little bit of an error. Last week, when we were telling you about our friends at Gravitate Coworking, okay, not a big error. It wasn't a big deal, but they've actually been making some changes. They they do have the downtown location, but they moved Valley Junction over to Windsor Heights on September first. Okay, not a huge difference no, geographically, but I want to be accurate. You know, when we're talking about our friends at Gravitate Coworking, big news though. Okay. And I love this because, you know, I'm a big rural Iowa guy. You are. I love rural Iowa. It always gets forgotten about. Uh, they're great people in rural Iowa. Jefferson opening up a Gravitate co-working really? in Jefferson. That's fantastic. So, like, if you're – maybe you're a, you're in Boone, you know, like, there, there's a That's- lot of, like, different spots there. This is a great opportunity for you to – be able to, if you work from home. Physical location. So many people work from home now. And if you're like me, you're going crazy. I spent about 30 minutes in my office today, Bloom, just trying to declutter and pick things up. So Because I'm going crazy because I'm here all the time. I can't go to our office that much anymore. Yep. 
Um, check out our friends at Gravitate Coworking. Bloom's been there. Awesome I, spot. I, I will. Um, I'm not afraid because they're doing all the great COVID stuff to keep things clean, all that. I'm just so involved with my daughter. I'm doing school on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. It's hard to get out. It's very difficult to leave my house during the week, especially when I'm trying to run a couple companies and do the radio show. So the great thing is if you can, so, you know, good example is yours. You know, Monday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday are host for you. Yeah. But if you had a set place, you could go Tuesday, Thursday, right. That you don't have to worry about, Oh, maybe the coffee shop's busy or maybe I can't get internet gravitate can set something like that up for you. And they have beer and they have beer for happy hour or whatever. Yeah. Um, I got to get there on like a Friday at like five. If I'm not on the radio, that would be fantastic. All right. I want to um, dig into this Oklahoma game. Yes. And I also want to talk a little bit about Brock Purdy, a guy who I don't think is really getting a fair rap at this point. Uh, I would love to. Oh, big golf, huh? All right. Well, see you later. There's Bloom in Emporia, Kansas. <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, Could have been a good night if I hung out with that guy. It never gets old. Um, clones, I'm going to read you the Big 12 point spreads for this upcoming week. I've seen nothing other right. than Iowa State. Here, do you want to do guess the point spread yes, like yes. we used to do at KMA yes. Radio? This is our favorite game. Every Monday morning, for those people who don't know, when Bloom and I were babies. Yep. I love uh, this game. We would sit across the desk from one another at KMA Radio, and we would play guess the point spreads. It's a great game. Bloom was really good on the NFL. I was better on college. Uh, that you were, is true. You were phenomenal I, in the NFL. I was back usually so. Yeah, you my, were. I swear to God, true story. My dad would do this with us uh, driving to school when we were Point in ninth spreads? grade. Yes, that's. I'm a degenerate from a young age. That would explain Ozzy. Yeah, Oz Oz is really good at it too. Yeah, so let's go. Give me, give me. So you, I know uh, two of them because you just you you told me TCU. These are consensus lines okay. now. Uh, Texas Tech at Kansas State. Good luck with this one. Oof. This is brutal. I I wouldn't want to pick this with. I'm <laughs> no clue. K State ten and a half. <laughs> that might have been the biggest miss of your life. Honestly. What say the game again? Texas Tech at K State. K State. Uh, I'm good with K State ten and a half. Three and a half. Have you ever missed a game by seven points? No. What's going on with that? That's a weird line. Okay. If if that's the case, then you know what I think about that. Go Wildcats. What's up with that? Am I, I missing I, something? I don't know, dude. Okay. I don't know. Okay. I don't even know what I would have picked because I've seen it now, so I can't. Yeah. Put myself in that spot. That's a weird. That's, I do okay. know you just talked me up, and then Iowa State, Oklahoma. I was thinking like five and a half. See, I had it closer to ten. Okay, so I have a ton of respect for this Iowa State team. Say, I, so I'm, do I. I'm just I'm trying a, to think from a national perception. I'm just thinking from a Vegas odds. Okay. This Iowa State team has everything you want if you're an odds maker. A great defensive line. A good to elite quarterback and a good to elite coach. Yeah, that's why that's why we were so high on Iowa State and at I'm, the beginning of the year. Yes. And really still am. Oh. Uh TCU at Texas. I told you that one. Yep. Uh Texas at minus thirteen, I would take the points. I would agree. Baylor at West Virginia. Fascinating line here. Baylor four and a half. You're close. Two and a half. Baylor struggled with Kansas early. I texted my buddy Todd Kirk, and we played this on our Action Fanatics. I was like, the Baylor second half line is the, is the pardon my French, the goddamn lock of the year. <laughs> and? Oh, yeah, they killed it. <laughs> Kansas, like, even being in that game was such a fluke early they on. They scored first, right? Yeah, like, they got on the board early, and Baylor, like, you have to remember, new coach, and by the way, we're y'all are watching this. You all are listening to us after the fact. Alan Lazard is going off on Sunday Night Football. It's fantastic. Love to see it. Um, Baylor was way better, but they it took them a little bit. You know, Dave Aranda's a defensive coach. 
I would be a li- first glance. I would take the home team, but whatever. Um, Oklahoma State at Kansas. Oh man, that's twenty-one. Well done, twenty-one and a half. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's ugly. Iowa State against Oklahoma. I think that the I, I'm not going to say the wrong team is favored, but I would definitely take anything over a touchdown. You know, I'd take I, Iowa State. Man, I think Iowa State is in a good spot. I know. See, the, the most overplayed thing can't lose two games in a row. No, in college, in any any sport. Oh, they're going to be really angry. Yeah, they're going to be really pissed it's off like now. You get ten of them. You you're not going to be extra like oh, let me go get them now. I mean, again, it's an easy thing to say. Um, Oklahoma's good. Their talent. You're not gonna, just because they they lost a game doesn't mean the preparation is going to be much different. So I think Iowa State um, certainly going into a game against Oklahoma. I feel as good about Iowa State into. A game against the Sooners than I ever had. I, I do too. I tweeted it was in the first quarter of the Tech, the Kansas State Oklahoma game yesterday, and I actually had a couple people like, "Hey, don't you worry about TCU first? It's like I don't play. I'm just. <laughs> I can sit here and watch yeah. Iowa State's next opponent and think about how opponents t- match up with them. I tweeted like, "Oh, great job by the Iowa State defensive line so far, or you know, dominating the game." And so yeah, we're like, you got to finish it. It's first. only the third quarter. <laughs> yeah. I hate okay, that crap, right, man. Right, We're not right, on the team. Okay, yeah. John Haycock is not, not paying attention. He is not. Will McDonald has no idea. He does not have his phone. What I'm tweeting. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm watching that game, and this is when Oklahoma was up by like 14. I'm like, dude, like Iowa State's D line is going to be able to give this freshman quarterback some fits. Like he has not seen a D-line like this, and he still hasn't. Like, Iowa State's D-line is significantly better than what Kansas State brought to the table. He threw three interceptions. John Haycock constantly gives problems to those Oklahoma quarterbacks. And and I don't – and you – I haven't seen it yet. I don't know if Oklahoma – Oklahoma definitely doesn't have a C.D. Lamb type, you know, or one of those. they're down. I think they could go like seven and three. And they've got – Major COVID issues, which has kind of been. I think they're going to go like seven and three, six and four. I really believe that. I, I know it's crazy after yesterday. Texas is the best team in the Big Twelve, and I think Iowa State might be number two, well, I, right there with them. I, I mean, it. I still, a, I still believe a it. Big game for that. I mean, you. Okay, crazy to say, but win Saturday for Iowa State, you essentially have a three-game lead on Oklahoma because you have the tiebreaker. And so you'd be two and zero compared to OU's zero and two plus the tiebreaker like that. That's significant. So I think it's a big time opportunity. And and you know Rattler's a great player. We know this. He's going to no be doubt. Good. Yeah. They've got guys. It's still Oklahoma. Um, still some question marks on the defensive end. And I think, I think they should be favored. We still are ready for prime time Brock Purdy in the spotlight. I think it's a great chance for him because he's getting a lot of heat right now, and I'm not quite sure why. Yeah, let's go into that. But uh, I think this is uh, ample time for number 15. I did not hear from Mike and Waterloo on Cyclone Reaction to bench Brock Purdy this week. <laughs> he did have a really horrible play. It was like, an awful play. One of the worst plays I've ever seen. It was a. It was. A, but other than that, he played play. pretty well. I thought he was good. Yeah, he was good. He was yeah. not great. It was not the best game we've seen. I thought Louisiana was the worst game we've seen from Brock Purdy in his career. And I think it was a nice step forward for him. He, uh, The throw he had to skates was fantastic. You have to realize, it was, it was blowing 15 to 20. And his throw to skates was right into the wind. And that thing had enough juice on it to allow skates to make a heck of a play. Brock is super talented, and he controlled. The thing is, is he's got such a good feel, and Iowa State ran him a little bit more yesterday. And I know he made the bonehead play of all bonehead plays, and that's obviously part of this, but I've gotten a lot of people texting me like, what's wrong with Brock? I'm like, I I, I don't think there's anything wrong with Brock. I don't either. I think... Let's slow down with this stuff. Can I make one... 
comment on this. And, yes. I, and I don't necessarily think it's a, there's anything wrong with him. I just know two years ago in the, at the beginning of last year, before he got so dinged up, how much was put on that young man from literally like at times that first year calling plays at the line of scrimmage. And you know, like he was like an extension of the coaching staff. Yep. That's how much they believe in him. I think it's a point where Brock needs to, I, I made this comment to, by the way, this is like a, it's like a honor for a guy like me. Cause we went to college with Brett and Todd. Yes. But they're now part of our Cyclone yeah, so Fanatic cool. family. Yep. So like during the games, me and Brett and Todd like to that's awesome. hash it out. And it's, it's really cool for me to just be able to bounce my thoughts off of great football minds. Yep. And I said, they, he was Brett Favre as a freshman. Now we need him to be more like Brett Meyer. Hmm. In, in the sense of we don't need him to I, – I don't know if Iowa State needs a gunslinger right now. With Brees Hall, the I, th, I, I swear the offensive line at the end of the year, we're going to be like, man, that's a good group. It's a good group. Elite tight ends. Yep. Emerging wide receivers. Hutchison played better yesterday. Skates with the great play. That's the guy we're all kind of waiting to see if he breaks out. And uh, Daniel Jackson. Yeah. And we didn't even have potential. Um, no Tariq, Tariq Milton. Which I'm not sure. Unknown, really. I, I would I would think he's kind of a day-to-day type guy, from what I understand. Not long-term. Good. But my, uh, my point yeah. being with Brock, like, he's not like... People are he regressed. No, he didn't regress. Like there, there's no regression. He was really hurt last year. And if you, it's not an excuse. It's a reason. I always say that. Like when my wife like gets mad at me about something. And, and there's a difference between me making excuses and me giving you reasons. And watch, you know? watch like, the second half against Oklahoma. I'm, I'm sorry I didn't get the kitchen clean. There was a recruit that signed with the clones. All right, I was covering it. That's a reason. An excuse is I'm going golfing with Bloom. Right. That's a reason to me. Um, I I, see I do think Brock. We've seen it with Iowa State quarterbacks in the past. They start to see ghosts. Yep, and I I think that there's a uh, Ian Book, Notre Dame, first game against Duke looked like garbage. He did not look like Ian Book. Well, what happened? Well, it's a really weird off season. And he lost his three best receivers. Yep. He looked like a Heisman contender in game two. Now, Brock didn't look like a Heisman contender, but he looked a hell of a lot better than he did in game one. Right. You know, you're completing 75% of your passes. And, and I'm, I'm really sick of it. Uh, and like with, with the Vikings game today, similar type of conversation, Bloom. If you're, an, if you're a Vikings fan today, and you're blaming Kirk Cousins for that loss against yes. the Titans. You don't know shit about football. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, there were so many reasons that that team lost that game today. It was like, sure, could you have used Tom Brady? Absolutely. But Kirk Cousins, <laughs> he can't do everything, right? Yep. And, I, and I don't even think he's that good. Like, I'm not even a Kirk Cousins defender. But this comes down to the quarterbacks take too much blame, they get too much credit type thing. I just think Brock needs to, um, well, you know, he's going to get to that sweet spot, and I, I think he goes off against Oklahoma. So help me out here, because, I'm, I'm again, I'm in it. I'm, I'm trying to remember. Outside of the one catastrophic air play. He, what, what, first quarter, he was not good. He had a couple overthrows, but that was yeah, it. But that, right? I every mean, quarterback does that in every game. I mean... He had maybe what four or five throws that were not good. He was great. I th- I, I honestly they got him involved in the running game he ran a little the bit. Ball, great decisions. I I just and he had a couple big time throws in that game too. I thought so too. I mean he was. If you look at some of those crossers, some of those those aren't easy against a good defense. I mean, if we're gonna hold Brock to this standard of. I'm not sure what. I mean, the guy the guy had set every single record there was possible in Iowa State last year. And he had a poor game one. Um, but, man, I, I, I'm just not sure if it's fair 
to him to think he's, you know, can do everything. I mean, he's got he's adjusting as well in that he lost some players too, and they just haven't had the practice time. They've I was had guys because of contact tracing been out for ten to fourteen days. They they're not going to say who they are, and then by the way, Saturday you're out. You're without Milton. Kohler's still at eighty percent. Like it. This isn't. It's not going to be for Brock. Uh, he's not. He's not Aaron Rodgers. Like you just can't just step in and just let him go. Like there. There is an adjustment period. I think. I think. But point being, I think Saturday has a chance for him to to really make a statement. Like. Kirk Herb Street on the call. They're they're not. I don't know if you saw that. What? Yeah. So dr- some drama here. What? Herb Street and Fowler are going to do the ESPN game, not the ABC. Game. Shut up. Yeah. What the hell is going on here? Well, I haven't seen any of this. Yep. What the hell is happening? I, well, Herbie tweeted it. So I, I assume we'll get big game tests. Which is great for Iowa State. I mean, he, he the, called uh, the greatest Oklahoma upset game, in the history yeah. of Iowa State football. Yep, but I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Herbie tweeted it from what I get. Well, hold on, I'm pulling this thing up right. now. I'm pissed off. Well, I'm just trying to let you know it's not going to be uh, Fowler and and Herbie. I don't know what's he saying. Um, is he going to Georgia? Yeah, but that's for college game day. He didn't tweet that. Maybe did I read that wrong? He just tweeted that he was going there for college game day. Well, he says Athens. We're headed to the classic city for Auburn, Georgia. He wouldn't be calling that. That can't be on ABC because they're exclusively on um, CBS. I don't know, man. Maybe it. But maybe he'll be just. Maybe it's a travel cost thing for ESPN. I I swear, I saw that. I apologize if I'm wrong. I believe you though, because I could see in a world of COVID where they're like, "We're going to just keep our guys here." Well, either way, I don't know if they're going to be actually in Ames. Whatever, bring Tessator. I don't know who's going to be there. Frankly, it, I like Tessator. He's my favorite on, guy. Hey, it doesn't matter. If it's matter. Fowler, if it's Tessator, if it's Herb Street, it's on ABC. It's a primetime game. It's on national TV. Let's you see go. that all-in um, banner I yeah, got right I like there? Yeah. That was from the 2011 Oklahoma State game. You know what's crazy about that game, Bloom? I remember everything about that day. I remember what I ate for breakfast. I remember, <laughs> fo- swear to God, I was a Panera Bread in Ankeny. This spot. is how bad of a journalist I was at that time in 2011. I was finishing up my preview for the game that morning. On Friday morning? Yeah, terrible. Mm. Horrible. But anyways, um, Joe Testator was on the call. We, I don't know. Oh, for that game? Yeah. Yeah. And Rod Gilmore. Rod Gilmore, man. He was great. That old... Side, sideline reporter was a little... Little old uh, person named Samantha Steele. Yep, Samantha Steele. She a uh, longtime friend of Cycle and Fanatic right. until she blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> she blocked me and Austin Arnod simultaneously. It was a. She questioned her husband. <laughs> this is a great story. So Sam was a sweetheart, man. Like she was. She was awesome. on your pro. She was on the radio show. Me and her and Tron went out to Old Chicago and you, drank beer one night. You at one point had double the followers she did. Yeah, she had like measly like twenty five hundred. Yeah. Who followers. are you? Come on, Sam. And so she was on Fox College Sports. Diehard clone fans will remember that. Yep. And Iowa State kept getting these just garbage kick times, like against like Baylor before they were good, and like Kansas. And the, Iowa State was on game was Fox on College Sports like five times that year. And Sam was on the call, every one of them. Yep. So I started doing this Q&A with her where I, I would call her literally like every like two, like Thursday at 11. And we would do this Q&A back and forth about the game. And she was on our pregame show on the stage like three times that year. Yep. We got to be buddies. We met at Old Chicago, me and her and Tron, hung out. We had to pry her off of the treadmill at the Gateway Hotel, but we did. We did. <laughs> and then she blocked us on Twitter. Well, me and Arnod, we were now. You were granted this was a little, little feisty. This was years later. I think Arnod and I had had like half a keg of Bush Light that day, prior to the Vikings Packers playoff round. Yeah. Um, and and the Christian Ponder was quarterback in the Minnesota Vikings. Little did. My friend Sam know at the time that I'm a closet Florida State fan, so I've been 
you were aware frustrated of, with her husband of, of Christian's uh, <laughs> preponderance for. I have been yeah. I have been frustrated with Sir Christian for yes. years prior. Yes, I. You weren't great with that draft pick when it happened. Oh, I, I was it. so pissed because yeah. I knew it would fail. Yeah, like I'd just seen the guy play enough. Sure, like he's a, a great guy. And then he showed up to Ames in those tight jeans that one year, <laughs> and it was just like he's wearing skinny jeans. If you're wearing not, skinny jeans, you're not a you're not a championship quarterback in the NFL. Man, that's an interesting analogy, but I'm sorry. Okay. Tight jeans, one thing. Skinny jeans, that's a whole other deal, Bloom. Hmm. But she blocked. So I don't even know what happened. Like we we had always been friendly. It's not like we were friends. It's not like I stayed in touch with her or anything. But it was like if she's coming around Ames, we would text her and be like, Hey, you come out on the show. She knew who we were. Yep. Um. So it was the same year. I I reckon is the um. I want to say it was either the first Liberty Bowl or the year before the pinstripe. I, I think it was the first Liberty Bowl because the Vikings snuck into the playoffs because they beat the Packers. Adrian yeah, Peterson 12, went crazy. Twenty twelve. Yeah. Yep. And then we played them again. Yep. In the wild card round. And our nod and I like just we were we had like a marathon that day. We started, we started at like noon, and, and it was were, a night game. You were amped up, and she blocked us both within the span of like ten minutes of one another. It was wild. Still blocked? Oh yeah. You, 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 oh yeah. Check. <laughs> Let me check. Just curious. Maybe, I'll check maybe right she, now. I'm positive. Maybe that, she heard you uh, your lock segments last week, like I, or last year. Said this guy's hitting seventy five percent. I need to get on board. Samantha Ponder. That'd be unfortunate for you. Is it Sam? I think she goes by Sam Ponder. Um, Sam Ponder. Dude, yeah, I think Sam. she got off of Twitter. Nope. No, but I'm still following her. Sam underscore Ponder. Okay, so I must be blocked because it won't even pull up. Twitter is trying to protect her from me. <laughs> Dude, it doesn't even show up for me. Well, she's on there because I'm still following her. So I see Christian Ponder. Okay, he says, of course, husband to Sam Ponder on there. Yeah, you're blocked. <laughs> see? Blocked. Blocked. <laughs> Man, how many are you blocked by? Is that about it? I don't know. Well. I honestly don't know. I don't I don't even know how to, like, know. There's no way to really know. I've blocked a lot of people, but I, I don't think I've been blocked by that many. Honestly, though, like, if your husband's an NFL quarterback... You expect that? Like, should you be rummaging through Twitter to so, see who thinks your husband's garbage? She only is following 71 people now. So, she so must, she's really trimmed she's it really down. She's really trimmed it down. So if you were, if she followed you at one point, which I know she did, I mean... Oh, she followed me. So, anyway, that's a tough break, buddy. And I, and I will say, too, that... Me, the Vikings fan in 2012. Was it a little irrational? A little bit. A little bit irrational. I, I feel like I've matured a little bit here she, it, over the last eight years. It appears she's not following Arnott either anymore. No, she blocked him. Yeah. He got blocked too. Mm, that's a tough break. It was a simultaneous block, <laughs> block, block, block. But God, he was terrible in that game. Just horrific. Oh, man. Anyways, uh, okay, clones, Oklahoma. I really like uh, – last question I have for you, Bloom, before we wrap this up. Yeah. Do you buy it all into the, oh, man, like I wish they wouldn't have lost thing? No. Okay. Nope, I really don't. All right. Because, honestly, if you only have 10 of these, you are who you are. Sure, there's. I'm, I'm guessing there may be a little bit more motivation of the overlook factor, but – Oklahoma's playing for a playoff still. Their loss to K-State will have very little impact on the game Saturday. Either they're good or they're not. And Iowa State, I think, is right there with them. Iowa State could, you know, there's a reason Oklahoma's Oklahoma's favored, but um, I think it's going to be very competitive. I do too. I just really like... Matchup-wise, I like Iowa State better in this game. Iowa State's offense and defensive lines. It's going to be in every game this year. I do, too. And as long as they don't give up two special teams touchdowns, Iowa State's right there. I think, like, skill position, talent, like, 
Oklahoma probably has Iowa State, but I think that Iowa State, with experience and um, all that stuff, has an advantage in this one. I mean, you, you right. I mean, Rattler is a fine quarterback. He's going to be very good. Give him a, a road road game for the first time and against a weird Iowa State defense, and I'd like to see what happens. Bloom, thank you for your contributions. I know it's been a long weekend. I appreciate you still coming over here on a Sunday night. Hey, buddy. I enjoyed it. Anytime I was thinking we want to know in the Big 12, I'll come over and drink Cl- bourbon on Clones Sunday. Clones are in first place, and we're sipping on some Cody Road. Can't beat it. Can't beat it. It's a good feeling. Let's do it again next week when Clones are going to be in first place. Clones are going to be in 2-0 and and ranked in the top 15 in the country after next week. Well. Top 20. Did you see where uh, Wisconsin bumped Louisiana in the top 25? Shut up. Swear to God. (laughs) I mean, I get it. Like, but like, come on. Them played. How the hell do we know? Who did that? No, they're totally out of the uh, coaches pool now. Louisiana, our friends. The Raging Cajuns, who we need. I'm a to, big Raging Cajun we guy. We need them to do well now because if Iowa State wants to make the playoff, that win, <laughs> that loss has to look better. <laughs> they just got bumped because of Wisconsin. Uh, anyway. I love it, man. I love college football. I tweeted this last night. Big Twelve never changed. When I was watching that Texas Tech, yes, Texas game. What a beauty! Oh my god! Fascinating thing about that game, real quick. Sixty-three um, fifty-six is the final. Wild thing about this, though, like neither team hit 500 yards yeah. of offense. And the teams rank second and third nationally in yards per play, or excuse me, points per play. Okay. So, so like, they're just super efficient. Like, that's crazy because it used to be the what Tech would do is they would just run 100 plays. Yeah. Uh, but and it, it, because that was my first thought in yep. this game, I go, I'm, I'm going to go look at tempo, and they're both in like the 30s. Yep. And I was like, what? Yeah. So they just apparently were really good. So, huh. and I, I mean, there were some turnovers. There was an onside kick. There were reason, like field position reasons. But you look at that score and you think, this is like the Baker Mayfield, Patrick Mahomes, 800 yards of offensive piece thing. And it was not like that. La- last thing, and I'd love your opinion on this. Does the game against OU Saturday, nor if this was a normal year, right? This would be big time opportunity. You know, I always say there's a chance to really take a, you know, at least a shotgun in the Big Twelve. Does the the COVID twenty twenty issue take some stuff off that? No, I mean to you is good because it doesn't seem like it to me, especially now knowing all these other leagues are coming back. It'd be Do great you? if you could have... Well, I mean, the only thing is, it'd be great 6.30 night game if you had a full day of tailgating, full stadium, all Dude, that. But I'm, I think I'm, almost, people, I'm almost over that by now, I right? think people were still so locked in. Yeah. Like, I... I mean, I've been watching the NFL today. Um, I, was, I was telling a really good friend today, like, for me, with, like, the Vikings, they suck. But it's so hard for me... And, and and this was hard for me with Louisiana, and it's probably twice as much with you. You've been to Trice so many more times than me. I it it makes me sick to watch a Vikings game with no fans. Hmm. Like it makes me want to physically vomit. And um, but I've been watching all these other games. As long as it's not your team, I feel like that's fair. Because like it doesn't bother me watching. I watch the Cowboys and the Seahawks. Great game. Yeah. Really I'm good. locked into yeah. it. Like, yeah. can't tell nobody a difference. There. Vikings, if it's U.S. Oh, that's where I used to sit. There's nobody yeah. there. True. Like, so That's I don't why know. I think road games are going to be easier for teams than, than home games. I would agree. You, but I would also say, like, I, I mean, I was up watching games last night. Like, Baylor had a few fans. Yep. South Carolina had a few fans. Like, in those late games, BYU did not. Stood out. Stood like, out. if yeah. you can get 10,000 people in there, it makes a big difference. Point. I'm, I'm glad there's going to be uh, 15,000 of my friends in there on Saturday. Let's go. Let's beat the Sooners. Uh, should I go? I don't I, have a seat. You, I wouldn't worry about that. You can get me a seat? I can find you. you just well, we got that email that, like, if you're not on the air, you can't be in there. Just don't tell anybody. 
we, nobody listens to this podcast. So. <laughs> the mini arsenal, we have our season finale at 9.30 Saturday. So that was good to not get the 11 a.m. kick. Game. That's good. For me, that was very advantageous. Uh, I do not have a Cyclone Fanatic credential, which is ironic as that is. I have your credential in my car. Oh, do you really? Yeah. Okay, perfect. I forgot to tell you that. That's great. Yep. You have it. If you want to go. Yeah. Uh, we'll, Let me we'll, know. We'll figure, we'll it, figure out. it out. But yeah. I, yeah, we'll we'll decide. I There's part of me that really, man, like, I don't want to see that place empty because it makes me so sad. It, I'm but, telling you, though. 15,000 is going to be a big difference. It's basically Kansas and the yeah. snow game. Well, and like, the, the I'm such an aficionado for like Maction <laughs> in like these late night, like Mountain West games. Those are my favorite college football games. So I'm thinking I'll be okay with it. Yeah. That I, Kansas uh, game, the, the Grant Rohatch game, was one of my all time favorite oh, games. That's, I'm t- I, the TCU game, there was 10,000 people there. It felt normal. So let's, I think it'll be fun Saturday. I'm ready to go. All right. Well, chill out because it's only right, Sunday. Is it, is it ready to go? Okay. All right. He's Brent Bloom. I'm Chris Williams. Appreciate our friends from Mechdyne for always being the presenting sponsor of the Cyclone Fanatic uh, Williams and Bloom podcast. And we are fueled by Cody Road. Have a great week, everybody.